Greetings, greetings, and welcome to a brand new episode of Out the Box Talks. I am your host, Krill. I thank all of our viewers, all of our listeners for rocking with us every week. We are at the end of October, which means we're getting ready to go into November, and then December comes, and before you know it, season three will be over, and I'm hoping to get to that 100th episode to close out the season. So, again, thank y'all for rocking with me. As always, you know, I got some dope guests on the show, and this this particular duo of guests just put out a really, really quality album, so I'm really excited to chat with them about it. But before we go into that, I do want to mention a few things Out The Box related. Remember, you can go to our website, outtheboxmedia.com, to get acquainted with all of our previous shows, ranging all the way back to 2009. So it's been like 13 years that I've been on this journey. Shout out to my co-host and my brother, A-Level, who's been rocking with me as well. So yeah, you can go to that website, hit the show tabs or the podcast tabs, and you can find some of our previous shows. Also, I do have a merch page where you can get access to Out The Box Talks merch and all Out The Box related merch. We even got like some hip hop merch that's up there that you know really resonates with you know why we do this thing without the box and and, and representing the culture and the art form so you can go to outtheboxmedia.bigcartel.com to find some of the merch up there and support the platform if you would like also we have a patreon page where you can get exclusive access to interviews that are not available to the public You have to be a Patreon subscriber. So it's a very low cost. Let me just say that it's only about $2 a month. And as I said in one of my previous shows, if I could just offer this for a one-time fee, I would, but the subscription model doesn't work like that. So I'm going to say this to you. If you go on there and you just subscribe for a month, now I'm not encouraging you to do this, right? Of course, I want you to stay a subscriber, but I want you to get access to the interviews so much that I would rather you subscribe for a month and be like, yo, if you ain't feeling it, you cancel your subscription. But, um, yeah. So I want to, I want to say that because it's such dope content up there and I, I want y'all to hear it. So if you're interested, definitely go to the Patreon page, patreon.com slash out the box media. We have over 30 exclusive interviews up there that no one has heard unless you're a Patreon subscriber of Out The Box Media. So I just wanted to plug that. Also, if you would like to donate, say you don't want to do the subscription, you don't want to get the merch, but you like what we do and you just want to, hey, you know what? I'm hit you off with a one-time donation, right? I appreciate that too. You could uh, send donations to hashtag Out The Box Rep or if you're on PayPal, you can send donations to paypal.me slash outtheboxmedia. Just so you know, these links will be in the description of this YouTube video. And if you're listening via our audio podcast platforms, then you can view the links via, via the descriptions within the audio podcast as well. All right. So another thing I want to mention, too, is the podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts. So you can find the high-quality audio podcasts on those platforms. And as well, the video, you can find it on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, Out The Box TV. 
In the meantime, while you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button and the notification bell. If you are not subscribed to the platform, please do that. It, it, uh, it really helps me to stay connected with you and, and, and have you notified once we put up a new episode. And also you can subscribe on our website for free by just um, hitting the, uh, the uh, subscription tab so you can be a part of our email blast list. All right. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Thank you again to all of our viewers and listeners. Thank you for listening through this part because I know a lot of y'all probably fast forward to it. But if you listen through this part, I really appreciate it. All right. So again, man, like I said, I got a brand new interview with you today and these two artists have been making music for quite some time they have a new project out uh and it's actually entitled of process and progression it was released actually this month i want to say like about a week or two ago so i got a chance to really tap into the project and i am loving every bit of it it, it has a, a very thought-provoking message the production is just rich in quality i mean it, it is one of the uh, standout projects of this month and and definitely uh, I'm pretty sure by the end of the year people will be talking about this one as well so I'm excited to build with these brothers today they have been making music for some years now I'm gonna just run through some of the things they've been doing I know um prior to this project uh the 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 MC so as an MC producer duo I'm gonna be talking to today the MC that's part of this group he put out a project called in the wake of O in 2018 he also put out a project called taking l's in 2017 and then the producer who we'll be talking to as well he put out a project called abstractions with another producer by the name of zoe in april of this year he also put out a project called airplane mode kind of like an instrumental project as well and uh he also put out a project in 2016 called let's take a trip so we're going to build with these two guys today. One of them is actually hailing from Detroit, Michigan, native of Detroit, Michigan, representing Detroit, Michigan. The other is a Seattle native, but also representing Michigan uh, as he's based there right now. So I want to just say to our Out the Box Talks viewing and listening audience, I thank y'all for rocking with me. And I want to welcome to the show today. My two brothers, Tall Black Guy and Jose Moore, representing for Out the Box. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yo. What's up, fellas? What's up, man? man good, Not bro. much, good. man. Thank you for having us on the show, brother. It's a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure, man. Like, like I said in the intro, I'm loving this new project, man of of process and progression i'm just loving i'm loving what the title is representing so i want to talk to y'all about all of that today involved with the project yeah. but before we go into that i do want to ask y'all like i know that you guys collectively have been making music or involved in music for the last 30 years or more than 30 years and i wanted to just ask y'all like what has kept each of you invested in creating music throughout all of these years since your inception as artists <laughs> that's a heavy uh, one right <laughs> it's a, it's yo, an well, 
it's it's a it's an outlet. <laughs> it's an outlet yeah. for you to, you know, at least that's how I, you know, I, I particularly use it like that in a good, you know, good way. You know what I mean? Like you got a lot of things built up and you know, it's a good way to kind of release, you know what I mean? And you know, it's became to the point now, like I've done this for so long, I just can't see myself doing anything else. You know what I mean? Like I don't even know what another job would look like for me, you know. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. So no plan B. This is the plan A and that's where you're going. Yeah, man. Oh yeah, man. I mean <laughs> you know, I quit I quit my job about six years ago, man. I was like, you know what? Wow. We're gonna do this. Yeah, we're gonna do this. You know, I mean, obviously you gotta do it in where it makes sense to your family. Like Absolutely. you can't be doing no music, you ain't making no money, you know, and, and sacrificing all this stuff for your fam. But you know, if if it's a will, it's a way, you know, you just gotta mm-hmm. you gotta hustle a little bit, you know what I mean? I and like uh make that, connections, yeah. you know, like with yourself and you know, and other folks and whatnot. I like that. And yeah. it's a beautiful thing to get to that point where you can devote your career to this you know go ahead Jose. yeah yeah my, my story is a little bit you know flip right so i started like um putting out music at 18 you know what i mean and uh on the road touring you know and and uh you know started having a family and realized that you know just just the grind the music grind as an independent hip-hop artist um although you know when it was good it was good when it was bad it was bad you know what i'm saying <laughs> and i remember when the model shifted and people were giving away music for free you know um and stuff started you know uh these virtual platforms started kind of taking over and i remember that just being like yo it was already like this you know what i'm saying because being an being an mc or an artist that is um first and foremost committed to the content you know what i'm saying and committed to who I am as an artist, who I am as a, as a musician and a person, um, you know, there's a lot of different pathways you can go to make it lucrative, to make it this, that, and the third. Um, I'm one of those folks, if the door is open, I step through, but I'm going to step through as me, period. You know what I mean? Um, and if that works, cool. If it don't, yeah, I just step off, back on out. You know what I'm saying? Or make a little room in there and just keep doing my thing. Um, but, you know, it came to a point where it was like, I had to make a decision, you know, do I want to keep on doing this or do I want to like sustain um and it was crazy because at that time too music was starting to feel like a real job to me you know I was like this is my I remember my space days like checking my inbox for for collabs you know what I'm saying and nickel and diamond collabs and I was like ah, I'm seeing some of my favorite artists do the same thing I'm like bro this vet don't need to be nickel and diamond versus like that not for what they've contributed to the culture you know so at that point I just was like you know what switch you know i changed my name from othello to Jose moore um and yeah man so i'm actually enjoying making music you know with no ah, man with no pressure you know what i'm saying like put it out make sure it's quality take my time with it collaborate with brothers like like black and and putting out quality product it's like it's just it feels really good to me to know that like Yo, the food's on the table. This is good. But I also have this outlet that is really cathartic for me and hopefully valuable to the listener. You know what I mean? So, Wow, man. Yeah. Well said, man. And I'm I'm very happy that both of y'all are in that space, right? That mm. music could be 
like a, a positive contributor to your life. You know what I mean? That's yeah. a beautiful thing. So can you guys, for the people that might not know about your history, which I have yeah. to admit, I, I'm not, I'm honestly not familiar with you guys' long history in the music business. So I'm, I want to know this too. But uh, for those that may not know, can you give an example of your three most impactful moments in music leading up to this year? And each of you can give three and whoever okay. wants to go first. You want you want to go first? Uh, oh, no, you, you got that. You got that, T. All right. Um, the three most impactful. Um, I'll probably say I remember because I lived in Chicago for for a good period of time. Um, parents situation, whatever, whatnot. But I did Red Bull Big Tune. They had started up these like national beat battles in like around like 2007. Um, and prior to that, you know, I had this stuff around the city of Chicago, you know, like just going through mugs, <laughs> slashing mugs a little bit. <laughs> and then I ended up doing it on a national level. And I ended up winning the whole Chicago heat for that particular battle. And then I ended up, they ended up sending us to Seattle. And I think the people that was in there was like S1. You know, he did a lot of stuff with like Kanye and um, Swifty. Uh, Babu was in there. Um, I know I'm missing some people and you know, that was kind of like, okay, that was one moment right there. Mm -hmm. Um, another time that I had another beat battle and this is right when Kanye was kind of just coming up and I ended up winning the thing. I won the battle, but his manager at the time, I think his name was John Monopoly. He was like, yo, and you're ill, blah, 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 you know, trying to hook up. You know, it kind of fell through, but you know, I was that was that was like another moment. Like, man, I I, I think I'm doing something right here, right? And then I'll probably say the last would probably be, um, and Jose knows about this one. Like, all our all our homies are have participated in this particular um, event, but um, Jazzy Jeff end up putting up these uh, playlist retreats, and. I remember when he ended up hitting me up on Twitter. He's like, yo, man, you know, I dig your music. Um, you know, I would love for you to come down to this little retreat idea I got, you know, where he wanted to bring together the producers and the DJs to his to his um, private location. And, um, yeah, I mean, I met some area like Spinner, DJ Scratch, uh, Premier, P-Rock. You know, all the legends, you know what I mean? And, you know, that was a really gratifying thing, you know what I mean? Because, you know, you, you do, you've you done it for so long. And, you know, when you start getting those type of peers kind of reaching out to you of cats that you looked up to, you know, that was that was really dope, you know. Um, but, yeah, those are probably my, my, my three three moments right there. I would say another one that I think was real pinnacle, too. Um, probably... When I went to Australia, New Zealand for the first time, and mm. that was like insane because I'm like, man, this was a hobby for me. You know what I mean? Like I started it mm. at 17 years old, and then you fast forward all these years later, and I'm getting booked for my own personal, my tour to tour around Australia, New, you know, Australia, New Zealand, whatnot. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's it's been a journey, man. But though, yeah, those are probably my biggest moments. That's dope, man. That's some. 
impactful moments too, man. Being in those circles and meeting some of some of those prestigious producers, you know, pioneers. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. it was it was great. It was great, man. Yeah, I'd say for me, you know, um, you know, I was in a crew beforehand, lightheaded, right? And I remember we signed the Trez and and um, you know, shout outs to you know people on the stairs, rest in peace. Um, you know, um, man, double K. Uh, you know, uh, but those are the homies. You know, Giant Panda, our LA, LA folks. Um, you know, and so being in a part of a crew and, and and kind of moving as a unit was always dope. You know, we were doing international tours together, but as a trio and a DJ. You know, um, and and so by the time I went solo, um, you know, this is kind of intimidating. You know, what I'm saying. I'm just, known as one third of lightheaded, mm. you know, and here I am got to hold down shows and, you know, tour schedules on my own. Um, so one of the first, the first most impactful uh, piece was, was my first time to Japan, uh, which was kind of a, a fluke, right? Like um, I was doing some stuff on the side with a live jazz hip hop band, the, 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 the tour manager for the percussions um, at the time, uh, piece to all the fam, my man, Mike Merriman, um, he heard it and he had lived in Japan a little bit. I was like, yo, I think people are going to feel this, right? Because he, they, Lightheaded was doing a show with the pros. They were in Portland, Oregon. He heard the demo, sent it to Japan. Japan was rocking with it. Next thing you know, signed a deal with a Japanese label called Mike Life. And they were putting out like Edon and Shin, uh, you know, uh, Insight. And now, um, you know what I'm saying? It's a piece to Boston MCs. And, but they were just showing a lot of love to to folks I grew up listening to, and I didn't realize that they had a platform in Japan overseas rocking, you know. So next thing you know, I get the call, yo, you want to come out here? And I'm like, yeah. So we did this Blue Note Blue Note Jazz tour, and we're hitting all the spots. We hit Osaka, Nagoya, Fukuoka, Tokyo, boom, 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 you know, with the band and the percussions, and that's when me and Stro Elliott became really close, right? Um, that was number one. Number two. Um, was um, I would have to say, uh, did a tour. Um, did, did a tour with some pioneers. You know, with, with like uh, it was Prince Poe. Uh, J Live was on that. Opio from Hyro was on that. My man uh, One Below was on that. Um, and it was a, it was like a it was like a battle tour. So we was in a few different cities. We was in we was in Miami, Detroit. New York. That's when I got a chance to rock with Jay Live and some of the folks. I just really, you know, the New York scene was like to, to be from the West and to get love in 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 New York. It was like that was everything. You know what I'm saying? Dope. That was like, yeah, you can't tell me nothing. Like, hey, if I get the cosign or the love from from the Mecca, then you know I'm doing something all right. You know, uh, but I think that was another you know impactful time that tour. Um, uh, and then and then yeah. This project is big, you know what I'm saying? It's a special time for me to be putting out music where, yeah. like I said, the pressure isn't there. But I would even say, like, even more than that, to, to bring it full circle, when I saw Stro Elliott, and this ain't even about me, right? This is when Stro Elliott went from being a producer and the percussions and a close friend of mine and never being a dude to, like, advocate for himself. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't out here saying, I'm the dopest. I'm the dopest. Check out my beats. He had other people co-signing for him. And then he wasn't asking them to. He just did. He focused on his craft. That's 
He made sure that was tight. He made sure he was ready when the opportunities came. Next thing you know, Jazzy Jeff's talking to Questlove. Questlove's reaching out like, yo, we want somebody in the ropes. So to see my homeboy go from being who I figured was one of the dopest in the world, you know what I'm saying, in this circle, tall black, 14 KT, you know, my man Danny Steele and Stro Elliott, my top four right there, you know, um, to see him get put on in that way, that was another highlight for me. And that wasn't even my highlight. Right. That was just, that was just like seeing somebody who deserved that, you know what I'm saying, who put the work in, who sacrificed, put the time in and get it right. You know what I'm saying? He didn't push his way to the front of the line. He didn't like, he went and dissing folks on his climb up. He literally just did, just did his thing. Somebody saw it and put him on. And I, every time he celebrates, man, I'm just like, I, I feel like I'm winning. When you win, I'm winning. You know, so that's what's up. I think that's my third, my third highlight right there. Beautiful. I wanted to ask you, uh, you muted, what brother. Me- so you muted, oh, I'm brother. sorry. Oh, man, I forgot that I was muted. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I was talking long. Oh, my bad, man. No, you, know, you so good, you good. Get to reliving this stuff, you know what I mean? That, yeah. Thanks for uh, letting me know that, uh, Black. So, yeah, I, 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 let me just say that was beautiful, man. Like, both your your three music moments, man, that you guys shared, definitely, definitely dope. So I wanted to ask you, Jose, what made you change your name from lightheaded to just going with the Jose more. So light lightheaded was the crew. My name was Othello in that time, you know. Um, and it was a, it was a it was a number of things, you know. I think at the tail end before before I had to put Othello to 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 in the dirt, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was that guy, <laughs> man. I was like I was putting out music I wasn't really excited about. I was doing collaborations that weren't. I did, I, you know, I was like, man, why am I doing this? I'm over here, like, really trying to make this happen. Um, and people are reaching out to me for, for 16s and, you know, verses and whatnot. I'm nickeling 150 here, 200 here, 500 here, you know, just hustling the raps. And I'm like, it, kind of pimping your raps point. a little bit. Pimping the raps, bro. And I was, it was feeling like a job I didn't want. It was like, it was like, it was like having something you loved and you just, you, know, you loved it so much, you just began to hate it you know what i'm saying i hate this i hate i'm not trying i'm not trying to treat it like that man this is is, deeper to me than that you know what i'm saying and i had always respected artists that i had heard for the first time on their first album and they've been rapping for 25 years and they just or 15 whatever they've been doing anything for a long time and it's like this is my first album the first thing they put out is instant classic Mm. i was like that's more impactful to me than having a long uh, like a long ass catalog of music that you don't even rock with no more. That you don't even want to talk about. You know what I mean? Um, and so for me at that time, it was, you know, about 2010. I really considered because I had a lot of people supporting me up through that, you know, through that. And I was like, man, could this hurt me? But I realized that I wasn't even taking control of my branding. People branded me without mine, without me even knowing, you know what I'm mm. saying? They were saying, oh, because you weren't intentional about your branding, you just must be the jazzy hip hop backpack rapper dude. You know what I'm saying? That's you, mm. you know what I'm saying? I was like, ah, but that's not all it is. You know what I mean? Um, and on top of that, fighting algorithms and, and search engines when it comes to, you know, when you Google Othello, who, who you who you get? Right. Shakespeare. Of you course. Google Othello hip hop, what do you get? Some terrible rendition of Shakespeare's Othello play in rhyme form you know what i mean so it was just an opportunity i was like look 
changing my name. It's me. What's a what's a name that can grow with me? If I decide to play the clarinet one day, or I decide to play the recorder, right. you know what I'm saying, professionally, well, who, who, who could that person be? Oze. Mm. Google mm. it. Is there an Oze out there? Nope. That's me. So when you Google Oze, Moore was the first one. The, the Moore is a continuation of Othello. Othello was the Moore of Venice, right? Got it. I just added an E. So we kept the Moore. So it's Oze, Moore, just nice. a nod to of me. But that's dope. New time, you know I mean? That's yeah. dope. I didn't yeah. know that. Ah, dope, dope. Yeah, I got secrets too. <laughs> dope, man. And, and my apologies. I, uh, I didn't. I, I didn't realize. I got the name mixed up. You did say it was Othello. Uh, no so, doubt, man. No, that we getting we getting to know each other, man. I, like I said, right, I'm a fan. Right. I'm a fan of the show. But this is the first time we meet, man. So it's, no it's all love. I appreciate it. I appreciate Indeed. it. So let's talk about this new album entitled "Of Process and Progression." Tell us how this actual title came to be and the deeper meaning behind it. Mm, okay. So we'll go to around 2000, what, 15, 16, bro? Mm-hmm. It was around when you kind of had this concept, right? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So I had been living in England at that time. I moved around quite a bit, bro, as you starting to hear now a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, we had already kind of cut some songs, you know. He was, I think he was just working on uh, In the Wake of O, and then he had recorded some stuff for me for the um, Let's Take a Trip, Things Deeper Than My Skin, and then we did another record um, prior on my first um, official release. And I remember when he called me one day, he was like, man, I got this ill concept, you know, kind of talking about you know kind of the beginnings of which your you know whatever your discipline is you know um you know the process that goes behind it mm-hmm. you know and the progression that you got you know the the path and the journey that you got to take to get where you're trying to go you know and he said the word of process and progression and we was like man sound kind of crazy like it don't make sense but it does <laughs> <laughs> it just sounded weird but then i was like man that sounds kind of ill this is in 2016 we actually did not start on this idea in the and start actually recording until 2019 mm. you know so wow. it was about three years later um and then it was just it was just on and popping from there um i kind of let jose kind of probably explain a little bit more though yeah you know we um yeah we did, uh, everything we create comes out of just our relationship you know our conversations because outside of this album we're actually real friends like you know what i mean like right. homies who check in on each other you know he has his first child we're rapping about that we're going through the pandemic together we rapping about that the world's on fire we rapping about that you know we we really build like for real for real um and so all the content for the album were stemmed from conversation you know what i mean um and I've said this a few times now, but you know the way that the way that tall black guy produces I, whatever frequency he's on, it resonates with me in at a core level. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like any beat he plays, I'm ready to run. You know what I'm saying? Like I I, I got patterns and ideas and flows and, and all sorts of stuff ready just because it just draws that. And it, being almost forty, you know what I'm saying? It, I used to be like any beat, give it to me. I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? I don't gotta like that. I don't feel that way no more. Not every beat moves me to rap. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta have a certain 
energy or certain something to it to pull pull something else to say out of me. You know what I'm saying? Like you say a lot over these last 20 years of rapping. You know what I'm saying? And I don't rhyme for the sake of real and I've never been one. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, um, yeah, man, it, it was like these conversations and his production. And it was just like, it was just like the perfect, the perfect mix of ingredients from our conversations to the music, to the frequency, to my, my flow and my voice. And my, it just seemed like it was melding together really well organically and coming from an honest and real place. It wasn't forced, you know, if things weren't moving the way we just back up a little bit and live a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But shoot, 2019 happened. You know, 2020 happened. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we had all kind of content, man. We was just <laughs> stuff was coming, <laughs> and and you know, so yeah, you know, that's that that's really what we wanted to talk about. You know, what goes into moving the needle of anything? Mm. You know, you know, you know, socially, emotionally, spiritually, physically, um, you know, uh, culturally. You know, you have these things that you just can't throw away. You know, because you have an app for it now. You know what I'm saying? Or you can say I'm not using that tool anymore, but what you learned using that tool, the the experiences that you had to get, the things you had to go through to get, you know, the loop, you know, the sample, you know what I'm saying, for it to sound right when you don't have all the modern technology, you know, whatever it is, those are lessons. You know, you learn those lessons. Those are cultural moments. Those are moments that mean something to those who are practitioners at this. You know, um, and so instead of like preaching, yo, you ain't doing it right unless you're making it on an SP or you ain't doing it right unless you want to, you know, uh, MP, you know, it was more or less let's commemorate and show honor to the processes that went into moving the needle, you know, and making any sort of progress for us. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So very well in a said. Yeah. Very well said. This next question might be a little nitpicky, but I was curious to know, like, why did y'all choose to go with of process and progression and not something like the prog- the process of progression? Man, well, you, you came know, up with the name, bro. So. I don't know, man. You know, I'm always thinking, like, you know, I'm trying to... That whole branding thing really, it, it, it got me. You know, when, I, when somebody told me... Like, like, look, hey, they Googling and they finding Shakespeare. That's your bad. You know what I'm saying? You should have thought about right. that sooner, you know? <laughs> uh, right. But, you know, so when I think about names and concepts and ideas, I'm thinking about that. You know, like how somebody, you know, this particular string of words, you know, you could always say something pretty straightforward. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We're going to be in this conversation for a minute. And you're going to find that, like, you know, I, I, I do take the, I do take the scenic route to the point. You nice. feel me? <laughs> it's just that's how I get down. But you know, when it was when we were talking about you know the the name for the album, I just it felt regal. You know, it felt like it would be a novel. It felt like it would yeah. be something other than just a hip hop record. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. We took took a different route with it. It stuck. It felt like it came off the off the tongue. All right, and yeah, yeah, that's how it came together. It felt it felt right. It felt right. I remember when he said it. And I remember just thinking, like, man, I don't know what it is about that dude, but that just sounds cool. Yeah, it just yeah. sounds cool to me. You know what yeah. I mean? And then we actually <laughs> had conform, you know, formulated the concept like yeah. later, you know yeah. what I mean? But it just sounded it like that's that's something like I would probably not name a track, something like that. You know what I'm saying? You, you know what I'm saying? Like of mice and men, you know what I'm saying? Like you're like yeah. of mice 
and men. Got it, you know what I'm saying? It. it just pulls you in like, wait, what you mean of 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 why? You know, right, why, why, right. why we starting that way? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so, like, a, it's like it, it poses a question, like you, mm-hmm. it brings you further in to want to uncover yeah. it. So, um, no, nah, I just wanted to ask that, I, you know, I didn't want to be too nitpicky, but it just came, nah, it just rolled sure. off of my mind. So I said, let me ask that. Uh, but I, I like it as it is just to say, so right. the album is very well produced and the production on it sounds really rich. Black, how were you able to craft the music on this project? What types of sounds were you going for? Um, I mean, the, the formula for when we've made music has always really been the same. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to give him space because he's very intricate and he's very detailed at what he says. You know what I mean? But it's frequency that I, I think that me and him both tap into where, you know, we want the warmth, you know, we want our funk a certain type of way, you know what I mean? And this time we had to do it for a whole complete project, you know what I mean? And it was crazy because we were having this conversation earlier, you know, the way how we came up, you know, in like the 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 the, the 90s, you know, in late 80s, early 90s. You know, it was a certain type of way those albums were made. You know, they were telling the story, you know. And so us kind of giving a nod to how they were doing records back then. I mean, from the interludes to the little gems, you know, with the knowledge and wisdom from the little skits and whatnot. You know, the only thing that we didn't actually do, we talked about today, we didn't do an actual acting skit. You know, that's the, that would have been the last thing that we would have basically, that whole formula that they were using on a lot of those albums. That would have that would that would have put that over the top, you know, with that. But um, yeah, I just try to keep it, you know, give him a lot of space, and I always try to, you know, once he gives me the lyrics, then that's my job to now start putting the color in, in the, in the, as I say, the you know, the Lowry's, you know, the seasoning behind, right, right, and, and really trying to, you know, just put focus on the words because the the the, the material and what he's talking about, the content is so rich. I don't want to just put anything to that. You know what I mean? Like it's a very, you know, very specific way that I try to approach anything that he pretty much does or just in production in general, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't limit it to just him, but it's just always, you know, having that perfect marriage of the music has to match the aesthetic of the song, you know, and, you know, whether he's saying a rhyme and I want to take out the music, you know, so you can hear that punchline or whatever like that. Like I go through and he's seen my process. Like I go through the whole track and like meticulously, you know, try to match everything that, you know, he's saying in the, in the production, you know? Um, so that was pretty much the, the idea that we wanted. And too, we wanted no skips. <laughs> that was, that's what we was trying to go for. Like you, you just, you just let this play, you know what I'm saying? Like you just let it go. And then before you know it, you don't want to rewind it back again, hopefully, you know what I mean? So now yeah. I think y- y'all definitely achieved that. The the album kind of it's ten tracks, but they they weave through so seamlessly that you kind of forget. It's almost like the tracks are joined together, you know, and you just hit these yeah. moments that you're like, Oh, I like that moment, and then you could kind mm. of play it back over. So I think you definitely achieved that. So the other thing I noticed about the album is the production, like I said, sounds so rich that it feels like there's live instrumentation. Is 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 there any like live instrumentation that's contributed on this project? 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, um, we had uh, Chris Johnson. Um, he was uh, he played what? He played what? Is it flugelhorn on um, the mud, or was it straight trumpet? I'm not sure, man. Okay. He played I'm that. Horns. He played. Yeah, there you go. That you were just. Uh, <laughs> um, he played that. Another another brother of mine. Another brother of mine. Um, this cat, uh, Paul Theodore Chandler. He played horns and strings on running. Mm. Um, I played I played a lot of the instruments as well. Um, John Dixon on organ, I think for the mud as well. Um, yeah, but you know, I really you know, because that's kind of the direction I'm going to anyway. Right. You know, because I I mean, eventually I do want to make a jazz album. You know, like complete. You know, like almost like on some jazz standards type situation. You know what I mean? So I was already kind of going that direction anyway. So just kind of you know trying to keep the aesthetic you know of that and then too like i'm an admirer of the 70s of all the music that was ever made in that time period man i think it's the greatest music ever, ever period i don't care what anybody says you know just the warmth and the richness everything the fusion that that was going on back then you know what i mean like so that was what you know that was the goal was try to incorporate that into this project and then just going forward in general you know making sure that you know um kind of playing some instruments a little bit you know because it's cool and dope to sample but it's also cool to learn what they're playing and figure out a way to replay it or do yeah. it in your own way you know what i mean yeah. or take the sample and take and, and get inspired to do your own original idea you know what i mean and you can use both i do both i do sampling and playing you know i kind of merge them together you know definitely definitely uh, can y'all tell me like how much of this project was done where Jose, you were actually in person with, with black and like, did, were those elements in place where you guys can physically be together while recording and get like, um, how you say, get, uh, get advice or get, um, directions in person. Right. Uh, you know, the beginning, like the first, the, the first couple, the first couple tracks of the album, not in, in its order, but that we worked on, we, we had the privilege of doing it together um, here in Lansing. So, you know, uh, Black came out for, uh, I, I'm part of a nonprofit organization. We mentor youth through hip hop culture, right? Um, uh, but we partnered with another organization. We did a mural festival, brought Black out for uh, the Block Party. Um, and he stayed a couple extra days, and in those days, we're like, "Yo, this is the first time we're actually getting a chance to 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 rock together." We've been file sharing for almost a decade now, you know what I mean? So, um, so let's lean into it. So, you know, first thing we did was, you know, comb through some records, find some inspiration. I I've, I had a I had a folder of ideas and samples I was already digging on. So did he? He actually came with some beats already. I had some rhymes already written. Um, just to kind of get the process moving, just start there and then build. Um, so we messed around here where we cut like four tracks while you while he was in town um, over the course of two days, you know. But uh, yeah, we got a chance to really vibe out in the studio. And I'm I'm a, I'm no drummer by any means, but because he knows his way around the keys and I can keep a beat, we'd be in session. And if we ran into a wall, we just went into the live room and vibed out for a good thirty minutes and cleansed the palette and came back to the booth or came back to the boards 
and got to working on the track again. But every that was kind of our rhythm. It was like for those two days, man, we was probably playing live instruments and vibing out in the space um, as, as, you know, whenever we felt like it. And it was just like, didn't miss a beat. And I was like, man, let's get up and hop on these drums one time. He hop on the roads and we just kind of vibe for a minute and then get back with some new perspective and, and really and really bang out these tracks. So um, I think the only other time we really worked and crafted a track together was via Zoom. So uh, Black Is, <laughs> Black Is, um, we did that all on Zoom. Like literally he really? plugged into his, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, such a dope track. So the song was, yeah, it's crazy. So the song was was originally uh, a Daniel Steele, me and Serene Poems track, um, and uh, you know as we're working on the project, Tall Black hears the track and it's like, oh man, we gotta put that on the album. This is like the summer of 2022. It's like, yo, we need that energy on this album. We need that energy on this album. I just let me take it and flip it. So we like bet Daniel still gave the blessings. Like, yo, man, please, let's do it. We hop in, uh, we hop in a Zoom, and literally he reverse engineered. He had my vocals and a click. You know what I'm saying? So as my vocals are are rocking to the click, he's searching through breaks, he's searching through drums, and as he was building the drums around my vocal, it was like he was he was capturing, you know, like ghost notes in my patterns, and wow. just I mean he was really just orchestrating the drums and the vibe of the music. Next thing you know the feel that the song felt it, 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 it felt um i guess Heroic. celebratory <laughs> Heroic. you know what i'm saying yeah. it felt big it, it went from being kind of somber in its original state to like this celebratory track and it was just it was not intentional it just kind of how everything was landing and then we heard that black is you black is me black is us black is free black mm. last poise joint mm. it's like yeah. yo it was magic. I remember at the end of that session, I was like, we did that virtually, but that was probably one of my favorite sessions I've ever been in. Because it was like, it, the thing was just landing in place. It was just coming together. And, you know, the synergy yeah. was there, even though we yeah. were 100 miles away from each other and 200 miles away from each other. Yeah. 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 It was crazy, too, because that, that um, the last poets, I had been holding on for that or holding on to that, I, to that record in that particular section maybe about seven months i'm like man i want to use this for something you know what i mean and then um i ended up finding a little piano sample you know um i ain't gonna say what it is but somebody will find it um and i found that maybe about a couple of months prior so i'm like yeah i'm gonna keep on to these ideas and then so happened that jose and serene and daniel was working on a song called black is and i'm like yeah let me see if this works and i mean literally dude like he said man it just the the, the heavens open up that day you know yeah man it, it, they open up that day and we did a little bit on vibe right too you know when we was adding like the little part and what that. i mm. mean he was saying like man i heard this little jazz line i'm like okay so i'm gonna try mm. it is this it and he's like yeah that's it <laughs> you yeah, know what i mean yeah. so we had to be kind of resourceful or whatever you know yeah. wow man that's what's up man i want to say that the the album is amazing altogether, but I feel like the last three tracks kind of just go off into another range of quality, like of amazingness. Like it, this, this album ends on such a strong note that it, it, it's one of those projects that I feel like people may miss if they don't take the time to listen completely through it. 
mm-hmm. like they'll miss mm-hmm. the greatness of it. And um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that because that's something that I notice with repeated listens to this project. I wanted to ask you, um, Black, like, what what would you say was like the I guess to go more into the sounds, like what what type of instrumental sounds was speaking to you for this particular project? Uh probably piano. Mm. Piano kind of spec. I mean, because I always start at the piano. Okay. You know what I mean? And um I running. Yeah. You know, that I that that emotion of that would not have been done with any other instrument. Got it. You know what I mean? Like those chord, those chord choices from the piano, you know, they, it, I mean, again, it, it just did something to me. And I remember hearing it as a demo, you know, it was a, it was a a young lady. Her name was Malaya. And we'll actually, I'll, I'll go back to that. Cause I know you want to go into that. We're going to definitely get into that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll probably say the piano. Um, I mean, really, man, it was just, you know, piano, cool. I mean, your basic joints, yeah, your pianos, cool. roads, strings, you know. Nice. Dope, dope, dope. So the album opens with, and I'm getting ready to get into some of the actual songs on the album. It mm-hmm. opens with a prelude, yeah. which details this poetic idea of an individual's journey and overcoming challenges and creating legacy. How does this prelude mm-hmm. relate to the album title? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the it's it's the it's summing up the process and the progression. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's it's summing up the journey and not necessarily the destination, but like forward motion. You know what I'm saying? And I think um, that's you know I always I open up probably every album at least the last the last couple i open up with some kind of reflection like that you know what i'm saying because i think it's an appropriate way to catch folks up to speed like you know whether it's me or it's some figurative type you know uh you know um person in my mind that i'm that i'm kind of like drawing some parallel experiences to or from um you know this particular piece you know, I remember, I remember Black was like, no, I think we just need like some, not even rhyming, just speaking, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of like started, it, so we heard, we heard Stick'em first. Mm. And we're like, yo, Stick'em, that's the first, that got to be the first track, mm. right? But the way the chord's going there reminded me of the joint that we use at the top of the album, mm. you know what I'm saying? Um, nice. So I heard it's like, yo, let's 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 kick it off with that, and it just so happened to be in the right key and all that. And we would print like like to your point, Krill. If you listen to the whole album, there's Easter eggs throughout the whole joint. Like you know what I'm saying? Like nice. we, we, we tuck them in there, and those heads who know will know. You know what I'm saying? I think that's kind of beauty of it. Kind of unfold as you listen to it more more times. Even so much so that the last song. Is in the same key as the first song. Key as the first. Nice. So if that mug, if yeah. that mug repeats, it almost sounds like it just like yeah, I did that. You know what I mean? Um, yep. But yeah, you know, we just it, we wanted to really just start with that idea of man, you 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 are developing through the process, and as you develop, as you as you 
take the L's with the W's. You know what I'm saying? You are growing. You are becoming stronger. You are developing. You are becoming more resilient. You are getting the tools you need to build whatever it is you got to build. You know what I'm saying? Wherever your your life path is going. So that was kind of that was in a nutshell. We want how we wanted to start the whole joint off, and uh, yeah, it felt good. It was weird not to rap. Things kind of step into that like spoken yeah. spoken word space, but it felt yeah. right. It felt natural. You know what I mean? It definitely mm-hmm. worked. So as as you referenced the track Stickum, Jose, you have a line on there on there where you say, "You ain't never stepped foot in a college class until you was asked to come teach in a college class." What yeah. did that moment reveal to you about your career journey leading up to that day? Uh, man, there's so much. Uh, that's a loaded statement for me. I think the fact that, you know, when I transitioned from music as my primary vocation and I had to look at my tools, you know what I'm saying, to that point of your tools, I realized, man, I was having doors. You know, I like I said, I, I, I bypassed college. I went straight from high school to touring and rapping. So 10 years later, 12 years later, all I know is hip hop. You know, all I know is rhyming. All I know is performance and shows and the culture. That's all, you know, uh, simultaneous, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, simultaneously, you know, um, hip hop ed became this thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Peace to Christopher Emden, New York, NYU has the kind of leading, leading uh, the charge in hip hop ed. But I went from feeling underqualified to create a career or space for me in my particular area of, of, of knowledge mm. to f- being hella qualified to speak on stuff they was trying to talk about but had no idea, didn't know anything about, you know what I'm saying? So now they mm. bringing me into mm. these college classes to speak on the culture, to speak on hip hop, to speak on the intersections of youth, community artistic economic development through the lens of the culture and it was like it was crazy it was hella validating to 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 your to answer your question krill like i felt validated bro like i felt being able to share that with the audience was was a layer that i ain't really talked about man i felt like it was i felt like i messed up for not going to college in a lot of ways you know and and uh, my, my kids are going to go to college, facts. But you know what I'm saying? Like, for me personally, my my journey, this is not what it was, you know? Yeah. But I've, I've been, a, been a student of life my whole life, you know? So every opportunity to travel, every opportunity to be with people, to communicate, build, talk, chop it up. And I'm just studying. I'm studying, you know what I'm saying, constantly. Yeah. So anyway, man, yeah, that, that line was deep. Yeah, it, 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 it hit. It was a powerful line. And as you're telling the story, it, it just makes me think about how amazing it is that you could be told one thing, you know, all your mm-hmm. life, like go to school, go to college, and then you arrive at a certain place and you like, wow, I didn't necessarily need to do that. I'm not knocking college, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. like, it's it's funny how our we have these individual life journeys and when we stay on our path that resonates with us, it can sometimes work out, you know. So, yeah, that's that was dope that you shared that on the song. The, so the the initial single off the album, the track entitled Vibrite, definitely has a sound that speaks to its name. 
Black, can you recall what vibe you were actually in when you were creating that beat, Vibe Right? Um, uh, I really don't even recall. That. <laughs> I mean, I remember because that sample has been used before. Um, so again, you know, like I was saying earlier, you know, combining the the the, the playing with the the sampling, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I, the sample was kind of cool. I'm like, man, what if I try to, you know, put a little live bass on it or whatever, you know? And then I added organ and strings. I think guitar or something else it was like it was a few different other layers to kind of just you know beef it up a little bit right. you know um and it was just it just sat on my computer for a minute you know what i mean i just i knew it was, i knew it was cool but i mean it was just like another beat you know right. um i had a conversation with a again with with with, with Jose, you know in, the, in this past interview like i tend to do better if i already have a canvas there like meaning like words because then i can build around the words or, or as opposed to me just creating beats you know what i'm saying like nice. that i'll just be making beats to be making beats at that point you know what i mean like i always i'm in search for the song all the time now you know that's, that's all i look for mm-hmm. you know um so in this case i had the beat and then you know when i came and visited visited in 2019 i played it to him and he was like yeah just 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 sit that on me real quick for a minute you know what i mean and then next thing you know, <laughs> Vibrite came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was dope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, how how much does how much actually changes when you think about all the times that you've created a beat, you've given it to Oze or you've given it to an MC or or artist, and then you have to come back and change it. What usually are the elements that you adjust? Um depending on the mc i've never had this problem with 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 Jose because he's pretty in the pocket most of the, probably 98.99 percent of the time mm-hmm. so it's never a thing of him being in the pocket but if it is just say i get it to an mc and they're kind of off you know it's the adjustments that you have to do to get them to where they sound like they're because you basically want the artist to sound like an instrument mm-hmm. right and so you got to scoot and nudge to make sure that they sound in their correct place. But then a lot of times, too, I might start off the beat and the artist might rap over the beat in a particular way. And then I listen to it. I'm like, I don't like these drums. And I will go and reprogram the whole mm. pattern of the drums until they sound to my liking. You know what I mean? And that's that's been just being very tedious but that's just the way how because i want the uh, again if the message is you know the message is there i want to ba- make sure that the marriage of the music and the words are all together you know and so if i got to do that little extra work to make sure that that point's going to come across i would do that you know what i mean wow. so in the case of, of, of in the case of of Jose, i mean from pretty much the first time that we recorded it's, it's just always been the the, the 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 it always falls in place the way it's i never really have to change anything i might do like little you know nuggets as far as like it adding layers or whatnot but i mean i mean pretty much from the first record into this whole end of the you know this album and all the other stuff we recorded i mean it's always came out really dope wow you know that's dope he makes it easy he makes yeah. it easy what jose what do you attribute to that experience of 
and like what he's talking about you making it easy is is it your friendship it, you know is it you just understanding the way he makes music like what makes that chemistry work out where you guys kind of flow with each other man you know you know i don't want the i don't want the, the answer to sound you know you know too metaphysic too metaphysical nah, go for it, man. you know go for it you know, but I, I do feel that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I do feel like there's a, uh, there's just a frequency, man. You know, like I say the same thing about him. Like, he makes it easy for me. Like, there ain't a lot of beats that make me really, really want to rap, you know? Um, and everything you do, I make sure your beats make me want to sing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> beats make me want to, they make me want to do something. You know what I'm saying? And that's... That's I I I I go off of that. Like that's what that's where I find my that's my muse right there. As an MC, if I feel like my role is to move the crowd, you know what I'm saying? If I if I if, if I'm going to move you, whether it be physically or mentally or emotionally, like I, I want to I, I want to move something. I want to I want something to move. And it starts with that, that that vibration, you know what I'm saying? So when I hear what he's doing and it and it and it's moving, it's resonating with me, and I feel that, I'm like, all right, cool. So I just get to work, and the word and his his music just kind of tells me what to do, tells me what to say. You know what I'm saying? And again, not to sound too out there, but I mean, like that's really my that's become my process because I don't want to do it before some raps. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. I'm not with that no more. Like I'm not just trying to force these raps out. You know, you say a lot of things, and I mean, you sh- you practice your pen game, of course. You got to do that. Keep your keep your sword sharp. You know, just rhyming and coming up with punchlines and patterns and that sort of thing. But when it comes to making songs, I think that's that's something that we both share. It's like we can make a rap record, or we can make a song, and just because you make a song doesn't mean you have to follow a pop formula. We, mm-hmm. the, the greats was making songs you know what I'm saying like everybody that we listen to Quincy Jones song making you know you know Donny Hathaway song making Rita Franklin song they make a song now granted those were considered pop records at the time but you know it's only pop because they were popular for doing what they did on our side it's like we approach it like we want to make songs not just rap records you know what I mean um, but at the same time we don't want to we don't want to sacrifice the craft either. Like if I'm gonna rhyme, I'm gonna rhyme. You know, if I'm gonna rap, I'm really I'm gonna rap. Now I'm not just gonna mumble, mumble, fumble, fumble. You know, the pattern, 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 pattern. You gonna hear what I'm saying? Cause that's not the type of MC I am. I appreciate that and respect that. But at the end of the day, I want my words to cut through. I want you to hear. I want you to feel. I want you to be moved. You know what I'm saying? In some way, shape, or form by the power of the word. And I think because he creates space. In his production, although lush and full, and and you know, just this beautiful bed of music, he still, as a master craftsman, knows how to pull things back so that my words can do what they need to do. And mm-hmm. a lot of the times, what he's thinking and feeling, my words end up conveying. But it's only because he put that emotion in the music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it is. There's other communications happening. That's you know, uh, at least that's what it feels like when I work with with, with my man. You yeah, know, yeah. And I think I think we get to experience that in the outcome of the music as well as a listener. 
How, going back to the song Vibe Right, like how did y'all actually come up with the song name Vibe Right? And why did y'all choose to highlight that song as the vibe label track over all the other tracks, which to me speaks vibes as well? <laughs> so that's uh, a two-part man. question. I don't know if you, you, you nah, got that. Nah, yeah. You know, we actually, the, the truth is we slow leaked the mass out of this album. Our first single was Hard Hands, and that was a year ago. Right, yeah. right. I didn't notice we, that going back. Yeah, you know. So hard hands, hard hands. Then we did black is. Then we did mud, and then vibe right. And I think yeah. we we were forcing people to sit with these records, man. That was it. Like we want you. Like we know we know it's hard to keep people's attention. We know it's hard for folks to like really sit down. But we, from putting it out on vinyl to slow leaking the album, we're like, look, these streams don't equate to no money anyway. So why not right. make them listen to it over and over again? Let's get them on these playlists. Let's get them circulating and familiar with what we're doing here. So vibrate actually is kind of a play on vibrate. You know what I mean? Mm. So vibrate, but vibrate, get the vibrate. Nice. But it's also connected to the vibration. You know what I mean? To vibrate, you know? So, yeah. I like that. I like that. See, I that's, wouldn't have thought nice about one. that. I like that one right there. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. So, in the beginning of the track you have with Omega Watts, the person mentions a guy named Hans Barreto, the guy speaking, who I assume the track is named after. For those that may not know who exactly Hans Barreto is, can you tell us who he is and what his connection is at all to hip-hop? Yeah, so Hard Hands, Hard Hands Barreto, uh, Ray Barreto. Ray Barreto. Yeah, the the, the percussionist, um, New Yorkian, New York Puerto Rican. Um, you know, uh, it's just legendary percussionist, right? Um, there's a scene in Star Wars, right, where they're talking about dudes like you know, you know, Hard Hands Barreto, Hard Hands Barreto. Yeah, man, he from the ghetto too, man. Before this hip hop shit, he was banging on garbage cans, and you know, mm-hmm. it just felt so perfect to what we were trying to communicate in this music. Like, there's a beginning, and there's an evolution, you know, and all these pieces are important. We're figuring stuff out as we figure it out, you know, as we touch the needle to the thing and get a different sound, as we play with the tone arm, as we bang on the gut, as we sample whatever we could sample with a mic and an input, you know, we're literally figuring out the music and the genre and our culture through these just lived experiences, you know what I mean? And so I felt like it was so fitting for us to, at the beginning of the album, take it back one time with the classic back and forth. Me and Omega have been doing that for years, you know what I'm saying? Lightheaded, that's all we did. We just trade verses that very much, you know, uh, Around DMC. You know, yeah, audio too tight, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, back and forth, playful rhyme, stuff like that. So we want to take it back before we go forward. So we paid homage to the foundation, and we thought that 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 vocal sample was just perfect in laying the beginning. You know, and then we follow it that with foundation. Boom. And it goes right into the track, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I think it was dope that you included Omega Watts on that and – that chemistry that you all have going back and forth. 
it speaks to, I guess, your history working with him. For those that may not know who Omega Watts is, can you talk about why, you know, you think he is a special MC and, 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 and reasons for people to check for him? Yeah, man. Uh, he's just, he one of them dudes that's so talented it makes you mad. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we used to mess with him because he had lines back and he's like, Omega Watts, chop, dig, and design. And he really do, he, he really do chop, dig, and design, man. But he also DJs. And he's also like everybody's best man at their wedding, bro. This dude's <laughs> just like, you know what I'm saying? He's been in more, he's been the best man at more weddings than I've attended. You Most know what I mean? Best, this dude best is just man. a, just a <laughs> It's just a good dude, man. And so, you know, and that's you try to keep those folks around you. You know what I mean? I think creating out of spaces where, you, where you're legit fans of your best friends. And it's not just because they're your friends. It's because they're actually hella dope at what they do. Um, and you know they're quality human beings, too. So when it was time to, you know, uh, you know, think about features on the album. And this track was just like, the bass line sold me. This was a beat that he just played. Like, oh, yeah, I've been working on this. You know what I'm saying? And slid it. And I was like, bro, well, what? No, this has to be on the album. Like, hands down, you know? And started thinking, it was like, oh, me and Omega, this is, this is a double O track. This is Omega Watch. Mm-hmm. It's a double O joint. Like, we got to do that. So yeah, That's yeah, the B-Boy man. track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gives yeah, off yeah. that vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to shift gears, uh, Black, to talk about your album, Abstractions with Zoe. Uh, that you released yeah. earlier. Well, I think you released it like in April of this year. What yeah. made y'all two want to collaborate for a project, you and Zoe? What, repeat that one more time. You have broke up real quick, bro. Oh, I'm sorry. What What made you and Zoe want to collaborate for the Abstractions Project? Man, um, I wish I had Zoe on here to kind of really tell his side of the story. But um, again, in 2019, um. As, as as he as he tells it like you know he was kind of going through some little personal stuff and you know he you know he's done a lot of stuff with like foreign exchange and his own personal projects and stuff so um at the time i was living in dc so that's another spot i didn't mm-hmm. i didn't basically told you about four spots i didn't live in in this whole conversation right anyways um you know, he was uh, kind of, I guess he kind of hit a little, a little bit of a plateau, right? whatever, whatnot. Um, and his, his collaborator that he's been collaborating with for 15 years plus, Fonte was like, yo, what if you collaborate? You know, and he was like, yeah, I'm down. You know, and I stayed like 20 minutes away from Zoe. Um, and yo, soon, I, I, I kid you not, as soon as we got up, we made like two tracks in a matter of like a cup, like a hour or two. And we was like, why didn't we do this before? You know what I mean? Um, and so initially it just, it, it, he, he was bringing me on to do, cause he was doing um forefront. I think that was the, the album that he was trying to finish up. So he had me come in and, you know, I got on some programming and then from there we just recorded, we just kept recording, recording, recording. And then the pandemic happened. You know, but we had a brunt of that album done in 2019. And then, you know, once the pandemic kind of, you know, somewhat subsided or we try to figure out a way, you know, with the Zooms and whatnot, we kind of finished, you know, kind of continue to to kind of elaborate on the ideas that we had. And then um, 
yeah man it was a it was a very 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 special collaboration man that was and that's the same thing with me too like i i've, I've came to a point in my musical journey where i'm really don't like making music too much about myself anymore wow. <laughs> like it's cool it's dope i can make beats i can play but like it's nothing better than having like another person in the room with you with the same you know mindset and you know vibe and you know all that stuff so you know i think from this point forward i probably will never do an album by myself ever again wow <laughs> That's you huge. know, I like I have to bring somebody in, like rather it be oh, you know, I just need you just come to the, come to the spot, man, vibe out, you know, because I listen to you know people ideas, man, you know, ideas is you know I don't want to have all the ideas, I want to hear with other folks, and we can all work together to make this one awesome song. Yeah, the collective. You know what I mean? I like collective. That. You know what I mean? And that I mean, really, truth be told, like a lot of the best records and stuff we were ever here was with six, seven, eight people in the room together. You know what I'm saying? And who am I? Like, I, you know, I play, you know, you got a few little things you play, but, but like, nah, I got this homie, man. He plays bass. He's ill. Let me get this p piano player. He's ill. Let me get this horn player. He's ill. Let me get this this songwriter. She's ill. You know what I'm saying? And you put all that into one room, man. Something else, man. Yeah, man. And as I'm looking at the album, man, and I, I this is definitely an album I did listen to around the time when it came out. And I'm seeing like the the features on this, like shout out to Be My Fiasco. Like her album is amazing. Like that's like one of my favorite albums. Yeah, Definitely one of my favorite yeah. soul albums of the year. And um I mean yeah. dude, I remember, you know, the track We did one on there too. Yeah, yeah, I see it's the it's the first track talking to myself. And um you, you mm. guys got like the Cy Smith, Black Milk, Elzai is one of my favorites, like my top three favorite yeah. MCs of all time. And like you got Omar on here, Darian Brockington. Is that Musina? Yep, Musina Fonte is on here. So like that's 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 an experience, right? Being able to work with um vocal artists and also work with like MCs. Like what mm. what would you say is like the the difference between working with vocal artists or singers? Primarily for mm -hmm. a project versus working with an MC mm -hmm. like Oze or a different MC. How how, well, how Oze, is experience? I wouldn't classify Oze as a as just an MC because he does both, and he understands nice. you know again color and when it goes you know melodics when it goes into when you start making music you know you know for vocalists and stuff. So for vocalists, like the thing I've noticed about it about the vocalists is that they don't like a lot of change in the chords like they you know it has to it has to be a frequency that they can understand and they can be able to to do their thing okay you know and two you have to know how to make bridges and you know learn you have to know how to you know if, if you got a vocalist let's say uh let's say Messina, right right like a rapper, you're only going to have his his lead and maybe some doubles and some ad libs. Right. That's about three or four tracks, right? With, like I said, a case of a singer, man, you can have anywhere from 20 to 60 tracks of vocals. 
that you gotta that you gotta know how to navigate and know how to move them and you know and consolidate them and, and make sure that they're not overbearing and stuff like that. That's a whole process in itself. And two, you gotta understand you can't be tone deaf. So you gotta hear when the singer's off and know how to coach them to get the right tone, stuff like that. MC's a little different. I mean, again, in the case of 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 Jose. Even though he is an MC, he does understand song. He understands song structure, you know. What I mean, the basics, you know. What I mean, but then he adds on the 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 singing element, which I love too, you know. What I mean, so have a best of those both worlds, though. You know, I I, I I tend to like though like those type of artists more if they can do both, nice. as opposed to you just doing your regular. What is it? The, what's the what's the classic uh the the format for hip hop songs? What is a sixteen. Four eight bar intro, sixteen bar verses, and then you got three eight bar choruses or whatever. Like that's easy, you know. what I mean, with singing, you know, with vocalists, it's a little bit more. You got a time to kind of take the 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 singer, the 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 person on a journey dealing with a vocalist. You know, it's a lot more to manage. You got to manage. Right. Speaking of that, how have you been able to build up the tolerance? to be able to manage that with a vocalist because that's a lot you know like what what yeah, like what makes you say you know what i'm gonna give my all to this vocal project that i'm doing for this singer or for these variety of singers mm -hmm. versus just taking what could be the easier route and just being like you know what i'm gonna rock with the mcs for the next two hours yeah. or something like that what what keeps right. you in tune with the I guess the the managing of that singer project? I mean, cause I mean, cause I like I mean, truth be told, like I'm an R and B head too, though. So nice. I love R and B. Like that's one of I remember I had stopped listening to hip hop for about five years <laughs> and just straight went listening to all R and B. You know, in the early nineties, well, mid nineties rather. You know. But I'm a sucker for somebody that has a voice on them. I grew up in church, so like yeah. I understand that connection between the voice and the spiritual aspect of it. And if it gets me, man, I'm like, man, I want to, you know, because I because I want to be that artist that could do that, but that's not my gifting. You know, what I mean, my gifting is making a canvas for the for the for the artist. Absolutely. You know, what I mean, but I hear it. You know. And I sing on my stuff. I mean, you would never know it. And I might have some little, little riffs, whatever. But yeah, I'm a sucker for. You gotta tell us, man. You gotta tell us. <laughs> you got it. Uh -huh. Are you singing on on um on this project on um a process uh, progression? <laughs> a process and progression. Did I do anything on there? Uh, uh I didn't do nothing on that one. Okay. But okay. on my on my on my on let's take a trip and um my first project um eight miles Mona, I did, nice. and there's some other tracks I got out here. I kind of. Nice. Got little nuggets in there, or whatnot, you know. How did you so, and and Zoe establish which roles you each would play as contrib contributing producers to the project? I think with us, because Zoe, he is a multi instrumentalist, so he plays he plays guitar, bass, and piano. He plays three different instruments. You know, what I mean me on the other side like and he's he's like i think he's like trained and all the other stuff too you know what i mean me i kind of just i taught myself you know what i mean but the thing i do have is i could program 
I can mm. program drums and stuff like that. So instantly I'm like, okay, what if I take my drums and then put his playing and then we just kind of add in in the middle and see where it fits in. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of been the 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 kind of the 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 aesthetic for us, though. You know what I mean? It, you know, because because he is a piano player. Like you know, it takes me sometimes a little bit longer to you know come up with chords or whatnot. I could do it, but it's just I I'm like, man, if you do that dope, let me go do this other thing. Right, you know what right. I'm saying? All I want is the dope. I want the dope song. I don't care how we get it. I just want that. You know what I mean? Right. And so, you know, but the the great thing is too, because he is the piano player, he makes me want to get better. So when we're in the studio, okay, you're playing this chord progression. Let me look over your shoulder real quick, what you're doing. And then let me, I got to figure this out fast, you know, because my recording session was going like that, you know? And so I will say I have got, I have became a better player being around a cat like that. You know what I mean? Just because it, it kind of forces you to, you know what I mean? Because it just makes the workflow that much easier. If it's opposed to me trying to figure out every single thing you're trying to play, you know, I got to kind of practice at home. And when we get in the studio session, I right, do you doing this? Okay, I got you. And then I'll figure it out and blah, 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 blah. That's dope, man. It's great when you can see the big picture and you each can bring your best to the table for the collaborative effort. So I want to, yeah, I want to go back to the album of process and progression, the song mud. Jose, you say on that song, evolution will forever be a part of this, but ain't no substitution for character and skills building process. Can you expound on the deeper meaning of that line and why it was important to repeat it at different moments of the song? Yeah, you know, although Mud isn't the title track, I feel like it's it's it sums up the concept of the album at least um in a musical sense and 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 I guess speaking specifically to hip hop and you know, so I paint, you know what I'm saying, as well. I DJ a little bit, but that I do these things because I kind of came up in a space where I have proximity to writers. I knew graffiti writers. I was, you know, they were showing me how to get busy in my black book. You know what I'm saying? They were teaching me the t techniques and can control. And I go, you know, I, I'm not going to front like I was out here just killing the town and crushing walls. I, I wouldn't, that wasn't me. I was on the mic, but the homies, <laughs> they were out here for real, you know? Um, but I always, I gravitated towards the craft. Um, but in all of it, in anything you do, there are certain things that you just can't bypass to be a master at it, to be dope at it, to be good at it, you know. Um, now, technology will have you kind of reroute beyond some, some of maybe the more cumbersome type activities or experiences that folks who didn't have those, 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 uh, that technology at the disposal, mm -hmm. you know, um, but still, there is a process to greatness. You know, I think there's another line in there is like, you know, you know, uh, the band had an issue with the DJ. And the DJ had an issue with the algorithm. But if you're good at what you do, it doesn't matter what you do. Just show respect to those who came before and push the limits. And it don't stop. Never will. I'm going to get better still. You know, these these this idea is 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 that like. You can either, you know, get with it or get left behind in a way, you know, and I think. For older heads, you know, sometimes it's hard for us to imagine 
a culture that is familiar to us or one that we feel like we can continue to be a part of outside of our biases and outside of the things that we experienced and were experiencing when we fell in love with the culture. But the reality is that's what the generation felt like when we came on the scene right. before they felt the same way. I'm like, what the hell is what they doing? And I love the interview you did with uh, Horseman, you know? And I love the jewels and the knowledge that, y'all, if y'all listening right now, go back and listen to that Horseman interview with Killer Priest and Corrupt. Um, you know, uh, it, it was, and, and Razzcast, it was just, it was chock full of nuggets. I'm listening to this thing like, man, exactly. That's exactly, 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 you know? Appreciate that. Um, Granted, their vantage point is a little different because they were they were they were top tier, you know what I'm saying? World recognized, you know, and this super group of MCs, you know. But to hear the sentiment echo, and I love that corrupt was like, yo, stop bashing these kids, you know what I'm saying? Stop, stop boohooing our, our youth, you know what I'm saying, and, and what they doing. There has to be a continuation of this, this culture, it has to move forward. Mm. But I don't think we need to dispose of discard the processes that got us here right you know what i'm saying in our classes so i said that we, we mentor you through hip-hop culture so part of that is teaching the cult teaching the history you know what i'm saying right. i say this to everyone i say this to everyone i'm like yo there's not one kid playing the cello who does not know who beethoven is you know what i'm saying there ain't nobody doing any kind of classical nothing who don't know who chopin chopin and and, and beethoven and you know but tell me why so many aspiring rappers have no idea who Busy B is, have no idea who Modi is, have no idea who Herc is, you know? And that, to me, that's tragic. Because that's part of our history. That's part of the, the history, history of the diaspora. That's Black people's history, right? That's our culture's history. And we are quick to dismiss it sometimes, you know what I'm saying? And, and I, we are the type of people who we just, you know, we keep it going. On to the next. We create new stuff. We create new shit. That's what we do. We keep it fresh. We keep it funky. We keep it new. You know. At the same time, with that, I also say, yo, let's let's really honor, let's really honor the 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 architects Absolutely. in everything we do, and let's build on top of that legacy to pay respects to those who 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 were pushing the limits without the modern conveniences and the technology. They were creating shit because they were master technicians. Flash, master technicians. You know what I'm saying? Creating the mixer, creating the tool he uses, every DJ uses now. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, that was really the sentiment. That was that's what that that song was about. You know what I'm saying? You cannot, you know, evolution will forever be a part of this, but ain't no substitution for the skills built through processes. Right, right, right. So wherever you at, lean into them processes and you'll be better for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Very well said. And I it's so funny that you the next question I was going to ask you was in reference to the line about the band had an issue with the DJ and, mm -hmm. and you end with that quote where you say, um, uh, just show respect to those who came before and pushed the limit, which like you said, is speaking to the same concept. Like when I think about that, I think about the fact that I guess there's this, there's this saying that, you know, you, you give respect to the elders, but you continue their work. Or, mm. as you say, push the limit, right? You, you give respect, but you, you continue to add on. Is that kind of what you were mm -hmm. going for mm -hmm. too? With that, yeah. 
Yeah, because, you know, the follow-up, the last line of that whole verse was, you know, um, don't start nowhere, I'm going to get better still, you know, to show respect to those who came before and pushed the limits, and it don't stop, never will, I'm going to get better still, don't forget what I've built, I'm going to leave you a pedestal, hope you make it look easy, dog, mm. I'm for the future, build the house higher than we had the ladder or the tools for, I want you to do that, that's your job. You know what I'm saying? That is your job as you carry the torch, you know? Build it. Keep building. But realize what's at the basement. Realize what's on the foundation. Realize the cornerstone of what you're doing. And you can't go in with men. Listen, we, we we up in here working with kids. How we look? Telling them to, yo, man, you need to just try to understand trap. I don't get it. I don't know what you're doing. Honestly, that don't make no sense to me. You bumbling. You really, whatever it is, our critiques, you know, it's a whole different conversation. It's a whole different idea a whole different energy when you step into this space and you appreciate the generation the new generation for getting it how they getting it and adding to you know when you bring the context of what they're building on top of skill and importance is undeniable you know so now i'm talking to young people who at the same time they listen to xx extension they they doom fans too right right, you know what i'm saying That be high there. Yeah, that's happening, yeah. You know what I mean? Like they appreciate what Doom brought. You know, and then they go back KMD. Oh, yeah, third base. Oh, and they the rabbit trail just take you there. You know what I'm saying? But ain't nobody gonna take that trip if they don't feel like they're invited to take it on their yeah. own terms. You know what I'm saying? They're not gonna hop on that train and go look at that if you're telling them that like. What, what do you do so somebody some gas somebody up the first thing you do you're looking at it through critical eyes and you dismantle it like that's, that's that's basic raps what what's that so important man i'm way doper than that i'll kill him in a, you know what i'm saying it's like no you got to understand the time that was happening that was revolutionary you know what i'm saying but if they take that trip on their own terms and they and they and they're not feeling guarded or feeling defensive they can appreciate it for what it is and value that history and I think we as elders and, and 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 you know elders in the culture got to got to encourage young folks to do that without telling them they junk is whack or because we don't understand it. You know what I'm saying? Just encourage. Well know? said, bro. Well said. So the song "Make It Like This" touches on this topic of gentrification and the effects. I guess the negative effects it's had on the black community. While mm-hmm. gentrification is a topic that often affects a community at large. What are some steps people can take individually to empower themselves and overcome some of the negative effects of gentrification? Uh, I mean, I don't have all the answers. Yeah, sure. You know, so, but so just Lance from an individual Lance, standpoint, even though sure. it's a collective that gets affected by it, what, what are well, some what? individual steps? So one is just being more involved in these policies as they're being made. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of a lot of what happens is we, you know, folks will be disconnected from from what's happening in these rooms, right? Mm-hmm. So Lansing is kind of small. And as an artist in the community, I've been invited and as a community organizer and working, you know, with youth and working in these different spaces, I've been invited into these conversations, you know, under you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion, which is a real hot topic right now in the nonprofit world and in organizations across the globe, especially America, right? So you're looking for, oh, who can we bring to the table? Uh, you know, so I accept, I come to the table, I listen. And you realize folks don't, if I wasn't there, they'd be like, well, hold on. 
y'all was just about to sign off on that. You don't mm. understand what that's gonna do to this neighborhood, to this community here. Now, wait a minute. Like I know you want, I know you thinking it's gonna build equity, it's gonna do, but you didn't consider this, you didn't consider this, you didn't consider this, you didn't consider this. These are all things I know something about. You don't know anything about that. Here you are making decisions on what's gonna happen to our community, you know, and and the, the reason Make It Like This came about is because we just had this mural festival in Lansing. And we know what happens when these murals go up, you know, property rates, especially in, you know, little towns like this where developers move in be like, oh, there's a dope mural, there's a cool coffee shop over there. You for hanging out, it's hip, it's cool. Meanwhile, everybody who grew up in that hood realizes this is, this is a very different, this is a different energy. And when they, you know, and we don't know how to feel about it. One part, I like it the new amenities, but damn, like why the property rates gotta go? Why the rates gotta go up so high? Why I'm, you know, now I gotta figure out where I'm gonna be at. And so the inspiration for that song came right at the tail of us having the mural festival where Tall Black Guy came out. Mm. So we wanted to speak on it because we were responsible, part and partially responsible for these murals going up. Mm. But we made sure it was the community you saw on these walls, you know, black women on the walls, black children, black men, black, you know, indigenous folks, you know, Latinas, Latinos, right. Latinx community on the walls. This is our community. And so the idea and the charge was like, hey, we need to be in these public spaces. We need to be at the table when they're making these decisions. We, 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 we can own this. We can own this. We can be a vital part in the decision making for sure. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's, that's my two cents. There's a lot more I don't claim to understand all the politics, you right. know, and economic politics that go into all of that. I just, you just, you see a pattern and it's repeated over and over again. And the one thing I think sometimes is missing is just us being present yes. to advocate in the spaces where we need to advocate, not after the fact, but while they're having these, these meetings, you know what I'm saying? Um, while they're having these council meetings and all of that, we, stuff sounds ridiculous and boring like i don't understand but if you get in there just just show up and listen you will hear some shit that that you like for real this is your answer to that i got a million different better options than that just based and my community does too mm. you know what i'm saying so that's been my goal it's just like hey you open the door for me i'm open the door for the rest of the homies i'm open the doors for the rest of my community to come in and send these conversations too and pay attention and listen to what they're talking about so that you know we can weigh in you know yeah. if, they, if they listen to now you know, which some I feel like there's a little different energy in terms of hearing a different perspective, um, at least in our community, which is which is refreshing. Um, but we need to be present. We need to be there. We need to be able to advocate for ourselves before the fact. You know what I'm saying? In the spaces where those votes matter and those count and, and it's counted. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, One way. on the topic of self-advocating, it leads me to my next question where... In the hook to the song, New Power, vocalist Tony Ozier sings mm -hmm. that it starts with building in my community so I'm going to be the change that I want to see. He says mm -hmm. that in the hook. Mm -hmm. How would you describe the characteristics of a positive leader? Like if you had to give some attributes mm -hmm. of what a positive leader embodies. We're not looking for a flawless individual. That's not, that's not possible. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's fallible. I think it's, it's, it's the it's person's willing to show up and do the work, though it'd be thankless, and though mm -hmm. the cameras may not be on, and there's no photo op, there's no, mm -hmm. uh, 
none of that. You're just doing it because it's right. And mm-hmm. that's it. I think that's that's what it is. I think a leader leads regardless of of who's uh who's watching. You know what I'm saying? And you do you do what's right regardless, you know. I, I feel like I feel like that's those are the attributes. I mean that's what I'm that's what I aspire to be. You know, it ain't about who I'm leading. I you know, you follow me too much, you're gonna be disappointed. You know what I mean? That's just the reality. But I think you can lead by example. First one to show up, last one to leave, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm here to serve. You know what I'm saying? It's it's about servanthood. It's not about being served. You know what I mean? So leadership is about being the first one to get your hands dirty and to and to serve the people because it's the right thing to do, and not because the cameras are on, you know, or there's press there, you know. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. So I I want to get back to. I want to get back this next question. I want to get back to you, Black. Track number eight on the album entitled Running Away featuring singer mm-hmm. Malaya is probably mm-hmm. the best and most emotional song on the album. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, you made a post on your IG recently of Malaya singing a cover version of Far Side's Running and kind of detailing how this cover turned into this song. Would you mind speaking on how this collaboration with Malaya came to be and the emotional connection you have to this record? Uh, yeah. Um, and you yeah, don't have man, to go too detailed if you the don't. Time, want, but go for it. I, I'm, I'm not going to go too detailed. It, yeah, but um, just say up until that point, man, I had had a lot of personal things going on you know like i said in the in the post the other day you know it was you know a fair failed marriage and then that marriage you know it was you know for me to cope you know alcohol tend to find itself and i abused that you know a lot you know and it actually ended up you know, kind of hurting me even after the fact, after I got out of that situation, you know, it was still something that was very lingering, you know, and then, you know, end up developing anxiety, you know, it was just a lot of different things going on, man. And I knew I needed to get some help. I knew that, you know, and um, yeah, I ended up deciding to go, you know, go get some help, you know, go, go to a therapist and, you know, just to, you know, because I was scared to do it, but it just something like I have to do this. I'm going to like self-destruct. You know, this is just not, this is just, you know, it just wasn't really working out me trying to do it by myself. Like I needed some assistance. I needed another non-biased person to kind of give me some info and some details on some things, you know, and tools to kind of help me cope, you know. And um, yeah, you know, I ended up uh, going to the therapy session and as I was, you know, about to about to start my session, you know, I have to, you know, scroll on a little, you know, the IG joint and instead the uh, Malaya, I I don't know how she got on my timeline. I don't know. I never knew this person. I never followed her or anything, you know, it just happened to come up. And I'm saying to listen to like, man, that is ridiculous. But the thing that was killing me was the chords, mm. the chords, something about the emotion that she put into the, 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 the version of what she was doing and the way she was singing it. You know, 
it was it just it just like at that moment it just it registered with me so much you mean i just sat there and i just you know you know i cried you know because I, I i knew i was supposed to be at that therapist and getting that at that assistance you know and this sister was that got basically that was sent to me that was sent to me you know and um yeah i i i you know i, I connected with her you know i was like yo um, I, can't, I basically told her the same thing. I said, this is what I was going through. This song was really doing this thing. You know, it did a number to me or whatnot. And so I'm like, yo, just um, if you could just like sing a little demo for this real quick. And then I'll just take care of the rest. That's all I told her, you know. So I ended up learning what she played. And then I did all the production and everything. Um, And then so fast forward to I went to go see um, Jose. You know, for and this is all around the same time. The 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 mural festival hanging out. We made we you know we did vibe right and all the other stuff. I played him this track. Now I think that I think that verse was to a whole completely different beat that I had, right? Yeah. And for some reason, I don't think it really caught I didn't really catch it the first time, but then the second time mm. when he said it again, and I remember just like it was yesterday. We were sitting in this kitchen and I was kind of, you know really kind of just kind of being vulnerable with him telling him what was going on with me whatnot and so i think i either played the beat and instantly he when he when he when he said it you know and it was it's definitely you know about you know in this journey of like you know making music and you feel like you're not you're not getting your chance and whatnot you know i felt that was one thing that kind of stuck out to me you know and again that marriage of what he was saying and how i felt at that time again it was a, it was a, it was a magical moment and, and again I, I i teared up on that time and, and it it took us quite a while to kind of finish it because then i had to like track down the girl to try to <laughs> to get her to re-sing the wow. the hook and whatnot because she just gave me the demo you know but then she ended up adding um a whole bridge to it and everything it was crazy and then i get a string section and the horns and whatnot you know to it um but yeah, man, I, I think overall that song just means so much because of the significance that, you know, where, where I was heading, you know, where I'm at now, you know, in that journey with that, you know, it was just through the fact that I had some little bit of turmoil and then that song kind of just brought me, brought me out, you know. And so, I mean, I still, I mean, even maybe a couple of days ago, I listened to it again and again, it just, it does it every time. You know, yeah. I, I had a little moment in the car. <laughs> it's a powerful record. You know, um, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a powerful record. So, and, you know, speaking about, you know, how Jose was able to kind of capture some of what you were feeling lyrically, like, how do you think you were able to do that, Jose? Or, I mean, you could even speak on it too, uh, Black. Like, either one of y'all, like, what 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 it was it that made Jose, you know, hit hit home like that with with the lyrics and, and maybe you could maybe if you could give like some examples of lyrics that he said or lines that he said that was like that was resonating with you. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think if I remember correctly, you know, and then sometimes you know, there's this there's. Because because our goal is to make quality songs, 
how you get to that song as long as it's true and authentic. Um, yeah. Some of those hip hop, you know, some of the hip hop, hip hop, MC, MC type, you know, oh, and I wrote to that, I wrote to that, you know, oh, I did that in one take, you know what I'm saying? Oh, no. You know, some of the things you used to like get excited about in terms of your craft. Um, I'm not, I'm not on that anymore, you know? So it was like, yo, I, I, I have a verse for this track that I didn't even write to this track for it. And there again, that's that, that's some kind of divine intervention or something, you know what I'm saying? Universe, call it whatever. It just felt like it brought that piece just fits so well with that, 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 that piece of music, the rhymes fit so well. So the, I think the opening line, I remember seeing your, I, I remember your eyes, bro. Cause I was like, oh man, I got some, check it out. It was a simple like hip hop fashion. Like, oh, do I got something for this? Check it out. You know? And so I opened up, well, can a man give his all and not expect a return? Let me put it like this. Cause if you answer yes to follow up to that, mm. it's more about yeah. your bleeding heart. How long before you end up bleeding out? Devoted, devout, principled, committed, content, and all slept inside your cup as a sip. You know what I'm saying? It was like, I'm trying, nigga. Like, I'm trying. I'm trying. Man, that, you know what I'm saying? Again, I'm, I'm doing it again. And you're I'm not, doing it again. You're not, you're not. That's <laughs> it. You're just trying. You're doing your best. And it just doesn't feel like it's good enough, man. That's the realest. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. we, we, we pull ourselves yeah. up and we just keep on pushing. I think that song really was about trauma and mental health in our community. You know what I'm saying? I think our response to that is just, you know, it's all good. It's good. It's good. You know what I'm saying? Laugh it off, smoke it off. You know, whatever it is we do to kind of like not really deal with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it comes up. And what I love so much about yeah. my man is that we're sitting here in the we're sitting here in the kitchen. He's telling me, like he's putting on, he's giving me a clinic on what all black men, all black folks, all people should be considering, you know, if they've experienced any sort of trauma, but culturally we feel like it's taboo. You know, we just go to church and pray it away. Or, you know, I think there's a line in there, yeah. you know, saying, yeah. you know, you know, um, you know, what, what, uh, imagine if Hathaway had more than a melody to support him, maybe he'd still be around to sing out the answers. You know what I'm saying? Um, another one where it was talking about, you know, um, if 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 you if you go to church and it don't work, you know, they stick around a little longer and try to cast it out of you, right? Now we gonna cast this thing, you know, like you got, you know, if the prayers ain't working now, let's just rebuke it. You know what I'm saying? I think sometimes we don't say, hey, why don't we just look this, at, at, look at this for what it is? I'm 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 hurt. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm experiencing a level of trauma that is. That is that is that is you know uh, crippling me in a way, and I don't think if we don't get the help we need, if we don't get the counseling we need, if we don't put down those guards as it relates to mental health, then like you know, and just having to be so strong, you know what I'm saying, and having to like just power through and be like, nah, I ain't you know, no, 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 that's that's weak. That look that. Man, I've been shot at. That ain't that ain't nothing. You know what I'm saying? Just a little thing. But real life, but it's getting us from inside. You know what I'm saying? It's breaking us down internally. You know what I'm saying? So putting the same priority on our physical health as our mental health and, and leaving it just as that, man. When you got to get help, you got to get help. There ain't nothing more beautiful than being honest and vulnerable. And I think that's, I, I just, 
I, I, that's why I rock with my man so tough because yeah. he is the model of transparency and, and truth and honesty and realness. You know what I'm saying? Ain't, ain't no other agenda except for to be his authentic self, whether that's on the beats or in person. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, man, I just, it was an honor to be able to articulate you know, what he was feeling over the track. And I, again, I think that vibration just, it just, it just works. You know, some things just work. You don't know yeah, why yeah. peanut butter and jelly just works. You know what I'm saying? Salty sweet just works. Caramel yeah. and salt works. You yeah. know, just, our thing just works. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And I think too, when you, when, when you originally wrote that, and I remember the beat too, I remember it again. I don't think I even had went to therapy. I wasn't even, con- I, I don't think I had signed up yet. And so I think the significance, you know, giving it some time and some patience and, you know, when, you know, when I've sat and thought about it, I think it just, again, like you said, man, it just kind of, it was divine order and that was just the way it was supposed to happen, you know? And then I actually, you know, for me, I listened, you know, and I think it was more when you said it in person, wow. when you said it and you, and you, and we were in the kitchen and we was, and we was, we was building, I think that's what it was, you know what I mean? And um, yeah, man, that's 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 going forever. And I and I and I, you know, I, I yesterday, you know, in the post, I I I I said, you know, I thank Malaya, yeah, you know, for her, you know, her her deciding to cover it. And I think from what I remember, I think she was going through something too. I think that's why she even sang a song in the first place. Wow, you know, yo, it's and, amazing um, when yeah, man, that's a special record. Yeah, it's amazing when everybody can come together and just make that kind of magic happen, you know? And I gotta, I gotta commend y'all as artists for being vulnerable in your music. Cause I know that I believe that could be sometimes a a conflict at times. Cause you might not want to share too much, but I feel like there's this sense of as an artist, cause I'm an artist myself there's this sense of just being your authentic self that you have to be and you kind of got to get it out. Um, Do you guys experience that same thing when it comes to putting like really, you know, vulnerable music out? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think you need to trace. Well, for, for both of us, we have children. (laughs) So, you know, you being one way at home and then being a whole nother way as an artist, man, that's a conflict of interest in itself. You know what right. I mean? Cause they hold you accountable. That's true. More than anybody in your family, more or less, I should say that. That's true. You know what I mean? And so if you out here, you one thing at home and then you out here, I gotta get all the bitches and everything else. And you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, your kid gonna be looking like, man, why you, why you like that, bro? You know? Why you like that? You know what I mean? So, and I just, again, man, people can see through you acting, uh, acting a certain type of way. They can see through that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, too, once you understand your role in this game and how you're going to be as an artist, and it's all individual basis, it's, it's really no right or wrong way. You're going to live your true self. But I'll say for myself, I'll speak for me. Like, you know, I have a responsibility that I have to create art 
that is going to keep the integrity of myself and at the same time deliver a message to somebody that's going through whatever you know what i mean right, like right, right. i have to do that that's right. just me you know what i'm saying like everybody ain't got to do that now i do try i gravitate towards artists that does the same thing i ate jose more you know what i'm saying like right, right, right. that's mm-hmm. the reason you know that's the that's the that's the thing you know what i'm saying yeah. mm-hmm. and this is this is a this 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 art is a it's a very powerful tool man and mm-hmm. you we've seen it get abused you know Absolutely. but then we've seen it move mountains before too Absolutely. you know Wow, and you so, said a mouthful with that. And you know what's interesting about you, Black, is that you're not necessarily a vocal artist, but you're able to speak your feelings and your emotions, your authentic feelings and emotions through your instrumental music, which is a which is communication as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. So I appreciate your your both your integrity and authenticity with the music. I feel that it makes for music that stays and lasts long, right? Longevity music mm. and music mm-hmm. that people can relate to because that's that's one of the, to me, the, the most, as Keith Murray says, the most beautifulest thing, right, <laughs> about, you know, about music is that it can relate to so many people. You Like, you might be going yeah. through something, but you put it on record... And you pour your emotions on record and you realize how many other people resonate with it. So that's dope, man. So I I wanted to ask you, um, the next track is uh, entitled, Does Anybody Care? Can Mm. you tell us the significance? What is the significance in asking that question? Does anybody care? Wow. Uh, who you gonna have to you gonna have to help 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 me out on this when when I presented this to you, dude? Then when are we going through like all that police brutality stuff? Or oh was that man, like later there was a like later or something. No, it was it was it was just an old boy got shot in the back with his kids. It with his yeah. kids in the yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yep yep. And yep. you called. You were like, bro, I, I oh man, I don't know if I could. What the, f- you know what I'm saying? What, 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 yeah. is, what, you know what I'm saying? What is happening? Yeah. One, we in a pandemic, so we locked down. Yeah, we watching the world. Like, literally, I remember the night where I was like, yo, it's the purge for real, for real. I don't know what's yeah. going on, but every yeah. city's on fire. Yeah. You know, uh, it was just real hot, man. I remember, and uh, and yet I'm still, you know, hearing people fix their mouth to, to to point at um, things that were not the issue, you know, still, still pointing at um, the, the effects of deeper issues as being the issue, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or a, as being the reason why, or, or, you know what I'm saying? Without like really talking about, you know, what we really need to change and what really needs to happen. I think so, so much of what, you know, our convictions in, in this is, is not to be perfect, man. It's not to be nothing. It ain't even to be a leader. It's just like, yo, man, I can either sit here and talk about how, you know, effed up the world is and everything else, man, or I could use what I, you know, 
my voice and my platform on my music. And that's that's just my own personal, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate everybody's contribution to art and how they do it. You know what I'm saying? Full respect. Every, you don't got to do it like me. You know what I'm saying? That creates more space for me to do me. You know what I mean? Uh, but, you know, the reality of it is I feel that this is the this is the space where I get to like really flesh out, have conversations like this. To, because to me, it's not even all about the song. It's about times like this. Mm-hmm. It's about times where you were because of the song. Now you're having a conversation with somebody. Right. You building with somebody for real, you know. Um, and so, you know, does anybody care? Um, I think came by. You know, you had the sample. You know, you 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 were like, yo, I've been wanting to flip this. And you sent it to me. It was just that loop. And, you know, they even need no drums, man. You know, so we got that bad. Mm-hmm. You know, just the loop to do his thing. And, again, I was able to get vulnerable about, you know, my, my faith, all of that. You know, how I've allowed aspects to unravel completely, mm-hmm. you know, and just share that. You know, talk about that. It's all looking counterfeit to me. You can't tell me nothing if you could use that same, you could use that same energy to to defend you know uh what well, what is clearly wrong you are you are you are grasping now <laughs> you are scrambling for a footing to justify what's happening right now and you're using this you're using this text you're using this holy book you're using whatever you're using to justify <laughs> crimes against humanity and, and against you know folks you know what i'm saying so uh, for me, it was like, yo, does anybody care enough to really talk about what's really, like, put your biases aside, you know? Just look at the data, look at the facts, look at the science, look at the patterns, look at history for real. The history as it as the people know it, not as the books retell it, as the people who live through it, explain it. You know what I'm saying? And some of these manuscripts that get discarded or burnt or, what, burnt or re-edited to make it, to, to support an agenda. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of this, you know, I even say, you know, um, uh, I'm really not that positive. Something about, I'm, <laughs> come to the point where I'm not positive about much except for that we're quick to admit the truth if we don't protect the power strip. Yeah, I remember that. Zap, Roger that. I'm airing out a bit. Bad mm-hmm. foundation. I wonder why the house is split. You know what I'm saying? Um, does anybody care to be really real about it? You know? And that's really that's really where that was coming from. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah, man. Like I said, man, those last three tracks from Running Away to Does Anybody Care and Black Is, like they just pack a, a powerful punch from a, a soul perspective, but also from an emotional perspective. Um, mm-hmm. the, like mm-hmm. the layers of the lyrics and the, the, just the instrumentation, just it just goes up a notch. Um, as you guys close the album. So the final track on the album is called Black mm-hmm. Is. Definitely one of my favorites on the project. Um, I see that it, it features Rich Medina on there. Uh, what role is he playing on the track? Is he the one speaking on the outro? Yeah, he... Um, <laughs> what was crazy, we were... I think we were trying to get him on the intro and just mm. the timing of it. It didn't really work out and after we listened to it you know listen to the the prelude we was just like i i know particularly for me i was like man you actually sound dope on that you should just stay right there <laughs> you know just 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 you you're good right there you know but then when we 
when I got the track together for Rich Medina, and once we had finished, this, you know, got uh, all the the lyrics and everything in place, and pretty much had a good canvas. I don't just for some reason, man. Like his voice was just in my ears so much to the point where I had to like pra- practically beg this guy. Wow! <laughs> like I heard him. I heard him in my. I heard him in my dream. I heard his voice. Wow! You know, and I was like, dog, whatever I need to do to get you to kind of um you know do your thing because if you've ever built and talked to rich medina man knowledge and wisdom i mean he drops so many jews on you man and he he compares everything to basketball as <laughs> though <laughs> <laughs> i love him. his analogies is all about basketball because i think he played like semi-pro mm. um but yeah man and i remember because i met i met rich at the playlist retreat with jazzy jeff and I remember, I remember, I, I remember this one thing that stuck with me when he told me this. He's like, "Yo, you know, cast don't never really want to produce me because they think that I, you know, know everything and a lot. But I want to be produced as long as you give me the subject what you want and guide me in the direction that you, you know, that you're trying to, you know, convey whatever. I'm gonna do it, and I'm and I'm not above correction. Mm-hmm. I was like, word, you know what I mean? So when we, you know. I think I had like Tyson kind of give like an overview or something like that. I sent it to him and then I kind of talked to him, you know, and he recorded it I think in like two different sections, two different times. Yeah. Cause I had to fix something, but yeah, man, I mean, he, he came in, man. And I, for those, I don't know. I think Rich was on like deaf poetry jam, like back in the day. Mm. He was, he's, 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 he got some, he got some good pen work. <laughs> See, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. And, and, and that could probably be one of the reasons why his voice fits so perfectly at yeah. the end. Because I know Rich is Man. a DJ. So, like, it's mm-hmm. dope that you were able to hear yeah. his voice and it fit perfect for the track. He says yeah. something at the end of that song as he's talking. He says, the odds we battle are no small odds at all. And as you can see, we have not lost any belief in ourselves or our purpose because our purpose is one of process and progression can you elaborate more on this concept of the album title which our purpose you know um our purpose of process and progression like how does i guess the question i really want to ask is like what does purpose have to do with the prog- the process and progression. Mm. How is the that's purpose? A great, yeah, that's yeah, great. How is the purpose that's one great, of that's a great question. and progression, yeah. as he says? Man, I think I think ooh. Because you grow into your purpose, right? You you grow into it. Yeah, man. And and, and it's the struggle. You know what I'm saying? It is it is yeah. the struggle, the beautiful struggle, you know. Um so let's let's just put it like this, you know, as as black Americans, when we think about our history, it starts in Arkansas. Starts in Georgia. You know what I'm saying? Uh great, great, great granddad, grandma, dad, you know what I'm saying? If you are fortunate enough, you now you got like 
technology now where you could swab and trace it back to Ivory Coast or Ghana or wherever. But for a lot of all we have known is an oppressive state of the world, Mm. of the country, and, and just oppression. You know what I'm saying? Even in our even in our celebration and our resilience, it's still this black is not celebrated for it being what it is. It's celebrated as as the tastemaker, as the this, as that what we have contributed, but not for just being human and being fully human. No questions asked. No, you know what I'm saying. Just not. So there's always this tension of like, yo, man. People are looking at, well, how do I explain black? Well, look at so and so. They're black, and uh, look at that. That's this is what black is. This is black is this. Black is that. Black is this. Black is it. Black is me. Black is you. Black is us. Black is free. Black. This is. We are black. It, it's not a monolith. We. This. All of our multiple, the, the variety, the spectrum of our existence, the spectrum of our experiences is blackness. But the thread has been this attack on black lives out the door. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And upon arrival, before arrival, upon capture, you feel me? That's that's what we know, you know? And, and I think I think without me speaking for Rich, but what that speaks to me is, you know, cause our cause our, you know. Our um, our purpose is one of process and mm-hmm. progression. So there is there is we need to know our history. We need to know the history of the land. We need to know the history of these policies. We know the history of these things that have affected us in a way. We need to understand that. And we as a people, we as and not just us, everybody. There's a there's a great quote. Paulo Freire said it in Pedagogy of the Oppressed. He said, "Liberation is a collective effort. It's not one group." finding liberation mm. it takes everybody supporting the liberation of any group of people of all people right. you know because one group is oppressed all are oppressed that kind of idea like nah nah everybody's guilty if one group is is still being killed at a rate way higher than everybody else because mm. either you're being passive you're not it's not enough to be not racist you to be anti-racist is pro people to pro everybody you know what I'm saying? So that's a very different disposition because you can't be passive. You have to lean in and, and expect more and advocate on, on behalf of people um, just for the sake of them being human. You know, so I just feel like I feel like that last line summed up the social aspect mm-hmm. of the album. Yeah. Right. Because we talk about this is artistic. There's this personal. There's this societal. There's a, you know, and that, and I really feel that statement brought it full circle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We could talk about, we could talk about making raps or making beats, but this is all human experiences we're celebrating and talking about mm-hmm. here. You know what I'm saying? And there are things we should look at, we should examine. I knew that we needed medicine at the, at, you know, in this time, man. You know, with this, what everybody's been going through, we needed music that felt therapeutic that felt like medicine that felt good that felt like yo i'm glad i listened to that you know what i'm saying i'm glad i i'm glad i let that one sit for a minute and that's really i I, I, from from top to bottom from that last phrase from rich everything in between to the opening statement you know what i mean i feel like that's that was our intent with this album is to just have some folks could heal with 
and and let it let it soak, you know, or Epsom salt album. Soaking that, you know, I like that one. Joints together. I think it was really dope yeah. and clever that y'all had him close the album with by saying the actual album title. And it, as I'm thinking about it, I think it's all the reason why people need to listen to this album all the way through. Because you kind of, it's like, it's like the, he says the title at the end when typically you would think he would say it or that would be expressed in the beginning of the album. Right. But it almost kind of comes mm-hmm. across like, ah, I get it now. Because mm-hmm. it comes Listen, at the some end. Of the you know best, yeah. Some of the best art is accidental. You know what I mean? Yeah. We didn't tell him to write that. Wow. You know, yeah. He, yeah. he just, that's what no. he did. And that's when, that's when Tall yeah. Black knew song's done. You know what I'm saying? We couldn't let it ride for another yeah. two minutes. And you're like, nah, that's it. Oh, it done. Nah, Dude, that's, that's it. it right there. Cause yeah, cause he cause he wrote it down, but then he like freestyled some of that too. Nice. Cause I remember we had to recall some of the lyrics for the um for the liner notes. Yeah, like, dude, some of that stuff I don't even remember. I just kind of was just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but he said he had he had a lot more to say. I think I cut I think I cut some of it out. Wow. But I was just like, yo, yo, that's that's it right there, dog. I I I immediately knew that that was that's what that track needed. That's how it's supposed to end. And again, like after we like got done listening to the whole album, I'm like, dog, this is actually in the same key as the intro. We are basically doing a big old circle. <laughs> yes, that's the other dog thing. <laughs> wow, man. Not done yeah. deliberately though. It wasn't done on purpose, though. That's what I'm saying. Nah, it wasn't done on purpose. It just it just it's it, happened. The, wow. the universe and the spirit said, Yo, this is what's supposed to happen, baby. Go nah, we it. weren't the only hands putting this together, you know what I'm saying? For a <laughs> lot of hands, peace to everybody who physically touched yeah. this rec- these records and helped make yeah. it what it was, but there was some other shit involved, you know. I I, I can't yeah. I can't help but yeah. to believe that, you know, like wow. And y'all got some was- really yeah dope features on here. I mean like Ad Two has one amazing verse, like, you know, and I mean just like you got J- JB on here. I mean it's just there's a lot. There's a lot of the younger really, Kumbaya. Yeah, Kumbaya. Like there's there's so many different voices, like Serene Poems, who I interviewed on the show last year. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many different unique voices that lend to this, I guess, this concept and this cohesive sound that we get. <laughs> and that that's a special thing too, being able to find the right voices that yeah. can play a part as features. Um, yeah. So big ups to y'all, man. Y'all really did it yeah. with this project. It thank was a you. pleasure chatting with y'all. Thank you, brother. Uh, thank you so much for taking this time. I know I kept y'all for a little bit of time. Hey, but um, what what would you say? I mean, I know we're, in, we're literally getting ready to go into November. And um, so we're pretty much at the end of the year. Um, but what, what? how do you all want to see this project roll out? as we approach the last two months of the year and, and what's next um, that you would like to share with folks musically? <laughs> the rollout. <laughs> well, I, I mean, truth be told, man, this is, this is a very unique situation that we've 
you know, been put in, you know, shouts out to my man, uh, Matt Diamond at Coal Mine, man. But, you know, he's, you know, we, it's basically been us three, you know, we have our little meetings, you know, one cat might take a, uh, a delegation or something, somebody, you know what I mean? So we've been kind of just like, yo, why not just go for it and see what happens? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't think I've ever really experienced anything like this before as far as the rollout, you know. Mm. Um, and just the way that we've been putting the records out, like, you know, just, yeah. you know, small, one joint here, wait right. for a minute and do another one and still come out with the full length joint, though, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it's all I, all I ask is just that folks just just listen to it in the full and it's full experience you know what mm-hmm. i mean and i can kind of give you some details about it though you know yeah. let me yeah, ask I you think, yeah. i'm sorry i was gonna Thank say you. uh uh black like as you spoke about the singles being rolled out earlier it made me think did you guys ever have any like hesitancy or concerns that rolling these singles out earlier would interfere with the cohesive album experience because like i said this project does feel like it's this one complete listening experience so it's pretty dope that y'all roll it out single by single and still is able to have this effect Mm, but did that did that did that ever cross your mind were you all ever hesitant about that yeah we talked about it uh in the yeah yeah, go ahead, bro. We, go ahead. We, we, go ahead. you know, we talked, we talked about it, and the thing about it is, is that so Matt, Matt Diamond, is you know, you know, coal mine is the label, but he's also like a marketing like genius. You know, what I mean, he's a marketing mm-hmm. guy. That's his, you know, and you know, I think, I think what was dope about it when you think about streams, you know, streams. You know, you put a song out, you could pitch it to different playlists. Right. Those playlists will accumulate hella streams and get people listening, get familiar with the joint. It ends up. And so what we did is we had four tracks that were just landed, like blowing up playlists. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Bow, blow that playlist up. Bow, blow that playlist up. Blah. You know, so that we knew that we had a project full of singles that were, if packaged together, still was an experience. And so we wanted to make that experience catered to not only the, not just the, the, the streamer listener, but those who buy vinyl, you know? And then it's mm-hmm. like, yo, the vinyl right, package right. with the shirt, the hoodie, yeah, the, the whole artwork. experience, the stickers, the slip max, the, the, everything it was like, yo, experience this album. It's so much so that you have to pull it out the jacket and read along the lyrics and hear, you know what I'm saying? Like, appreciate all the art because that's a part of it too that's part of the process right, like right. you appreciate all this art the animated videos the everything that went into it it was all from the pers- from the perspective of celebrating the art celebrating the lyrics celebrating the words celebrating the experience of putting vinyl on the plate putting the needle on the groove and sitting back and letting that mug ride no skips you know what i'm saying so that was it was all intentional from the first single, and we had a conversation like, "Is this you think this is going to affect?" It's like, "Nah," because streaming audiences are different than vinyl consumers, mm. Vi- mm. people who support and buy. People who are buying the vinyl, those are your fans for real. Those right. are people who really rock them with you, right, right. and they're going to get that vinyl. And when they get the vinyl, it's going to be a whole different listening experience than when you was like digesting the single here and there. 
you're going to put that mug on and you have to listen to it from top to bottom. And we, we knew that was kind of going to be the, the thing. That's smart. Know? That's smart. Like knowing your audiences. You know, you got mm-hmm. your streaming audiences, mm-hmm. but you got your vinyl audiences. Yeah. Is the salute vinyl to gatefold? All of y'all, though. Salute to all the supporters for real. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. 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 Is the vinyl gatefold? It looked like it was gatefold as, you, as, as I saw you. Yeah, like it opens up. Beautiful. Oh, that's hot. That's hot. And you guys have the lyrics and the liner notes and everything in there. Yeah, I got the, the little, stuff. Yeah, I'm about to touch show them the thing right now. So this is the little jacket joint. Nice. Front side, back side, and then uh the lyrics is in the middle. Basically like, you know, how mugs was, you know, you look at them. The yeah, I see it. Yeah. Marvin Gaye records, you know what I'm saying? And um mm-hmm. this is like again for me. I've never really went this far in depth with the liner nose thing. Oh, your camera um, so it's went off. Great. Your camera went off black. <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh, you back now. My fault. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I've never really went in depth with like the lyrics and all that stuff. So, you know, the fact that, you know, we was just like, man, we just got to kind of just go out, go all out for it though. You know what I mean? That's hot. Um, but it's, it, 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 it definitely, man, definitely is, I, I would say personally, one of my favorite projects to ever work on. And probably as far as the, the, the skills that was put into it, you know, yeah. from the lyrics and the producing and stuff like that, I, I definitely got this up there for me. That's hot. That's hot. So uh, did you want to close with anything, uh, Jose? I'm sorry I cut you off earlier. Oh, no, nah, man. You know, you get excited in these conversations. <laughs> I was trying not to cut you off, brother. But um, no, nah, man, I just say, you know, thank you to everybody who's rocking with the project. Thank you, Krill, for having this one out the box, man. It's, it's a blessing to be able to talk about the project in depth. Um, man, the questions were, were great, you know, and it you know, got us really... I think every time we get a chance to talk about the album and the process, because so much of it is in the title of the, what we care about is in the title right. of the album. So when we get to talk about these things, it's just like, it just reiterates how important this body of work is to us. And hopefully it resonates with y'all and, uh, and adds value and gets, gets, gets multiple spins, whether it's on your turntables or, you know, on your Spotify or Apple music or title, wherever you listen to your music. Um, but yeah, let us soak in. Let us know how you're feeling it. What songs resonate with you? What lyrics resonate with you? And I mean, that's what we do this for. You know, we're not doing this, you know, for 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 the for the bread, all like that. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, we appreciate your bread, no doubt. But we do this because we love it. We do it for the respect. We do this so it so for impact. You know what I mean? So every little bit of feedback is 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 gold for us. So appreciate y'all for listening. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. And I just want to say, man, the artwork is amazing too. It, the, even though it's just like animated images of you too, like the colors really stand out, and and it makes for. Mm-hmm. I'm sure when people get that vinyl, they see it big, like it, it stands yeah. out. You know, um. So yeah, man. Um, where can people for you know let the people know where they can keep connected with y'all, like your social media, your website, and so forth. Uh um well for me it's uh let's see uh instagram talk black our productions twitter talk black our productions 
Facebook, Tall Black Guy Productions. The website is Tall Black Guy Productions. If you just Google Tall Black Guy, <laughs> it's gonna bring you pretty much everything you need to know. And that's literally like that. Like you Google, you Google Tall Black Guy, and then it, it fills up like twenty that's pages. That's dope because there's a lot of tall you know black I mean? guys out there, right? In terms of description, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's dope that you're, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, the, the, yeah, the producer <laughs> comes up. You're the most <laughs> prominent tall black guy <laughs> in the world. I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nah, yeah, just Jose Moore, same, you know, O-Z-A-Y-M-O-O-R-E, that's across, you know, Google that, they'll take you, so you can connect with me, you know, you'll find me, so. Well, mm-hmm. brothers, I thank y'all so much again for taking the time to chat with me, I wish y'all nothing but success, I can't wait to see what, what comes next for each of you, and as you collectively continue to work with each other, because I don't think this is going to be the last project between you two it doesn't feel like that at least no no he no this cat this cat's gonna be involved in something every single time dog like oh yeah right, right. even if i mean it's like a, like scenes, even a writing you know partner I mean? or something he gonna word. we gonna do something <laughs> word, word. yeah so yeah man so to yeah. all of our viewers and our listeners thank y'all for tuning in Appreciate y'all rocking with Out The Box. Remember to go to our website, outtheboxmedia.com. If you're new to the channel, you can subscribe for free so we can keep you updated and put you on our email list when we put out new shows and anything Out The Box related. Thank you to my guests. And um, till next show, I say peace, love, and light. Y'all stay healthy, stay focused, stay good. We out. Peace, peace, peace. Peace, peace. All right.